Welcome to the Coffee Snobs Podcast, where we just really love good coffee. So grab your cup of coffee and join us each episode as we explore any and everything coffee-related. From pour-overs to lattes to the coffee experience, we explore it all because life is too short to drink bad coffee. Here we go. Welcome back to another episode, episode seven of the Coffee Snobs podcast. Uh, My name is Tyler Dancy. I'm joined by Aaron Beaver. And we are a duo this evening, this afternoon, this morning, whatever. Uh, Mr. Chad Lingefelt is a man about town. He has been busy. We've all been kind of busy with some hectic schedules. It's all been crazy. I mean, uh, you just came back from vacation. Correct. And uh, And we're just going to jump right into it. So (laughs) I want to hear this story because we get a photo of the largest can of Maxwell coffee (laughs) I have ever seen. If you remember back in one of the previous episodes, Tyler talks about Al, his father-in-law, and this nasty coffee. Tell tell me about the vacation coffee. uh, Poor me. I've been at the beach for a week. Uh, We went down to a North Carolina coastal area, and my father-in-law... Love him, bless him. The first thing he unpacks is a giant, like two pound plastic blue tub of Maxwell House coffee. Good to the last drop. <laughs> and I think it was probably like $9 for two pounds of this <laughs> so, garbage. Uh, now, on the other side of that, obviously, me and my wife brought a pour over setup. We have kettle and all that good stuff for the week. And um, but something you'll probably experience at ho- most hotels, the only coffee making device that was at our rental, uh, house was a drip coffee maker, yeah. which is what a lot of people are used to, which that ties into what we're talking about. Yes. today. We're talking about drip coffee. So real quick, let me go back to the beginning. Episode seven, this is, does drip coffee get a bad rap? So. As I was saying, uh, the only coffee maker at the the house we were staying at was a drip coffee pot. And my father-in-law, every morning he makes a giant batch of coffee, just kind of scoops in, eh, seven, eight, whatever, you know. And that's his thing. So that's fine. Uh, But it required, you know, each morning I would get up and make pour over for myself and my wife. My father-in-law, my brother-in-law, they they drink coffee, but they're just kind of, eh. You know, right. So they're I'll, just they're they're with a drip machine using Maxwell, like just pouring hoot, scoops and scoops of coffee and just pouring water in. No, no measuring. No just, rhyme or reason. Just, just going. Did you did you take a taste? Did you taste it? I, I did not. Which is my, I, I probably should have, but <laughs> I just should have. I really couldn't bring myself to. Right. But uh, not you know, again. It kind of opened my eyes to. My father in law, brother in law, great people, just kind of salt of the earth. Yeah. And. I don't even think if I would have given them a taste of the pour over, uh, versus it had them do a taste test, yeah, side by side. I don't think they they really would have cared. And yeah, the coffee snob part of me is kind of sad about that, but at the same time, it's like, well, that's fine. You know, I mean, different yeah. strokes for different folks. I mean, th- that that's unfortunate, but I think that's majority of people that drink coffee. They just they don't care. Like honestly, like if it's garbage. They, it's hot garbage. It, I mean, literally, it's warm, and I think it's warm, and it gets me going yeah, in the morning. I think um, that's a lot of their. And my brother-in-law had 
bought the store brand Dunkin' Donuts creamer. Yeah, but you know, again, that's that's fine. And he his job requires him to get up early every morning. Yep. So I think he'd actually had tried to get off coffee um, a couple months back. Tried to I don't know what he was drinking in the mornings, probably Red Bulls or something. <laughs> but through whatever circumstances, he's drinking coffee again. And for him, it's just like I get up, I make a giant pot of coffee, put it in my thermos, put some. Dunkin' Donuts creamer, and I'm out the door. Out the door. And he, like I said, if that's what he enjoys, that's fine. Yeah. Um, but like I said, so my wife and I were basically the only quote unquote coffee snobs in the house. So we made pour overs and it was fine. But man, I really missed my. What did you, what did you take on vacation? What was your vacation coffee setup? Uh, vacation setup was super simple. It was just the kettle, the scale we use at home. I uh, didn't want to bring our larger Chemex just for, yeah. didn't want to have anything happen to it. So I've got a, a Bodum yep. pour over. It's, um, it's very, it's a simple carafe, pretty cheap and inexpensive. It gets the job done. And uh, the night before we left, rather than bringing uh, my hand grinder and being <laughs> all that, I just took a fresh bag of coffee, pretty much ground up the 12 ounces of coffee. And we only drank like, you know, a cup in the morning. So yeah. That lasted us for the, for the week, pretty yep. much, just two people. Sweet. So, well, that was coffee. That was Tyler's coffee uh, yes. travel setup. Um, I went to vacation the week before you did. And I took my yep. grinder okay. and uh, took uh, five bags of coffee, five actual pounds of five different pounds. coffee. Because I had so many people in our family that do drink coffee, and you know, my parents and and sister, they do enjoy a good cup of coffee. So. so so you were doing the coffee duties all week? Yeah, I did coffee duties all week. And, it, you know, after uh, there was a Keurig in the in the house, and so uh, they did bring K-Cups. And okay. so um, if I was not uh, – if I'd already made coffee or something, they would get a K-Cup and, and pop it in and go. And What kind of K-Cups? Uh, they had the breakfast blend, I think, is what they brought, like a big, big uh, – Generic know, box. Generic box of breakfast blend. But – but we also did, um, I did uh, drip coffee one day. I, okay. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that a little later in the show, but uh, that was that was fun. So, but I have made it to some really cool coffee shops here lately, and one of the locals that I really enjoy is Enderly. And in they Charlotte. did, they're in Charlotte, yeah, and they did a, a two bag, um, two different processes and one lot, and it all came from one farm. So it was one farm, two different beans, and they actually processed them, had different processes. And it actually, I've got them with me in front of me. It's a Costa Rica, and we have a natural process and a honey processed. And and so it is the same identical lot, just the uh, bean or the cherry was done in a different processed process. So okay. as one of our other process, one of our other podcasts, you can go back and, and hear the different six. processes. But Literally, they have two of the same coffees, uh, cherries, done in different process, and so you can kind of taste them. And so it come from the same lot. What's the What's the results? Um, I really, really enjoy them. And and honestly, the natural to me is I enjoy the natural a lot a lot better. No, these, and um, these are a light roast, or this says medium light. Medium light. Okay. Yeah, it's cool. still it's still very. Um, it doesn't taste like a traditional coffee bean i mean it, it tastes really good it's very fruity um and then also while i was there uh enderly did a meetup with the raleigh coffee company or an actually exchange and they were carrying some of the 
Raleigh Coffee Company, um, a blend, an Ethiopian natural and a Colombian. Um, it, and it is really, really, really good. Um, so, uh, yeah, thank you so much, Enderly, for the cof- the Raleigh Coffee Company bag. I uh, really, really have enjoyed it. I've been drinking a lot of coffee here lately because I still have, I think I got like seven pounds of coffee I wow. got to drink. And I've recently sold my uh, Breville espresso machine. What? You sold your espresso machine. I'm, I'm upgrading. Wow. I'm upgrading. Okay. Okay. Uh, there's another one coming at uh, at a new time, and uh, hopefully sooner than later. We'll have to hear all about that. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. I don't want to. I don't want to let it out quite yet, but uh, it's gonna be. It's gonna be That's nice. Cool. Yeah. So let's get into today's uh, today's podcast. topic. So yeah, we've had um, several listeners reach out. Thank you for reaching out. Yeah, and saying that. You know, they've been listening to the podcast, kind of enjoying things, but they're at the beginning of maybe their coffee journey. They're they're yep. doing drip coffee and they're uh interested, haven't quite, you know, made the plunge into pour overs or, or yep. whatever. So I guess we just started thinking about, you know, th- there's nothing wrong with drip coffee. I mean, it's served nationwide every day. Right. It's not maybe the process that, that you or I, Aaron, do very often at our at our home. Yeah. But we were wondering, does does drip coffee get a, a bad rap? And maybe, what are some simple things to do to make a, a better pot of yeah, drip so, coffee? So one of the things in drip coffee that I don't think a lot of people understand or maybe don't realize is most coffee shops, even boutique coffee shops, yep. they have a drip process in the back. So actually, just make sure we're all on the same page. Let's take it even a step further back. Yep. Drip coffee, when we say drip coffee... Just so we we're mean all clear, a, what, what do we mean? So it could be as something as simple as a water kettle on a machine, okay? Like a Mr. Coffee. If you don't Mr. know what Coffee that is, machine. next time you're in Use Food Lion or a grocery store of any sort, they sell Mr. Coffee machines. So literally, it is a glass kettle uh, on a, a heating. Carafe, maybe more. Um, no, it's. I mean, it's. It, call it a glass jug. We'll say a glass jug. And literally, it's on a heat uh, heating pad or a heating pl- Element, plate. Yep. yep. And you put water in the back of the machine. You fill it up. You put a coffee filter. filter. Um, most of the time, they're round, ruffled. You put it in. Mm-hmm. You place your coffee in it. And then Pit water start. is dripped down from the top, uh, from the pump, pumped up the top, steamed through a steaming process, and then it drips into the glass jug or whatever crap yeah. or whatever you want to call it um that yeah, if you ever like warms your coffee if you've ever been in line at mcdonald's for breakfast and you you can't help but see the coffee machines in the back because mcdonald's sells a yep a ton of drip coffee so okay sorry, yeah so sorry that, that that's so drip that's coffee. the drip coffee process it's so simple it's easy it's very simple and easy and you and literally you can hit a button and walk away that's cool and uh so with that most coffee shops have a drip coffee just ready for an, a customer that comes in and says, "Hey, I want you to fill up coffee, and I'm I am yep. ready to go." Starbucks has this. Yep, Starbucks oh. has it. Uh, our local area, um, Groundworks, mm-hmm. um, they have it. And I actually, I think they changed up their um, drip coffee here recently. Yes, um, to a different. Uh, what I were they using? Do you remember off I think, the top of your head? Uh, methodical, which is out of Greenville, South yep. Carolina, is a, a roaster that Groundworks has been using a lot lately. Yeah. And and so their their drip coffee is really, really good. Sonogross 
has phenomenal drip coffee. I, I, that's one of the things that I do remember um, because when I was there, I was drinking a lot of drip coffee. I wasn't ordering like lattes or anything like mm-hmm. that. It was a lot more drip coffee than it was really anything. And so, so dialing in a drip coffee is very similar to a pour over process. Okay. I think it can be um, a little, um, the, the pour over process goes to a little more snobbish, right? You know, you yeah. got your kettle, you're heating it to a certain temp, but in, in the, uh, I think the infusion process and a drip machine is what separates it from a pour over. Okay. And what I mean by that is the water that's pumped out of the, out of the filter and uh-huh. or out of the jug in the back, um, and the way it's dispersed over top is not, um, is it's pretty much consistent. Once the once it heats up and builds enough pressure, it starts pumping water over the coffee grinds through the filter mm-hmm. and then starts dripping into the jug. Okay. And so when you do a pour over, you start with a certain amount of grams of water to get the blooming process. Yeah. Hold off a second, and then you start pouring a little different. That doesn't happen in a drip machine. Sure. Pour over is a slower process. Correct. It, it could take three to four or five minutes right. for a larger pot, whereas drip is like you said, hit a right. button and and so when you're when it. you're doing drip and you're doing a small batch of coffee, normally drip is you know ten cups of coffee. I think is the max on most machines. So think about that. If eight if eight ounces of water is a cup of coffee, right? That's eighty ounces of oh, wow. water in the back jug. Now. How much is in a gallon? Six. Uh, yeah, the metric system does me in again. Um, <laughs> but I mean, so so that's the that's the difference is if you're doing a small batch like one or two cups, a lot of times putting grinds in that filter system, you won't completely fill the bottom of of the water uh, of the sorry you won't completely fill the bottom of the filter, and so water could actually pass through the filter and 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 I not hit the yeah. coffee. So for me. Uh, at the beach, I actually used a drip machine two days in a row. Okay. And so what I did is I would actually weigh out my water uh-huh. and I would weigh out my coffee grinds. And so I literally was doing the exact same, same process thing. for a pour over that I would do, I did for the drip machine that I would do for a pour over. Okay. I, I was yielding pretty good results. Okay. Um, and yes, were there in, some inconsistencies? Yes. Sure. Could I tell a difference? Could the people that I was serving it to tell a difference? I, I don't think mm, so. Maybe. Maybe. So would you say one benefit maybe of drip coffee is that it's easier to make larger volumes Correct. than pour overs? Correct. Yeah. Okay. It is it is much easier to to do larger volumes. And there are better drip machines. Um, and there are a lot of drip machines out now emulating uh, the pour over process. Uh-huh. I've heard of those. Haven't so really um, I think recently them. I was in a like a boutique electronic shop and they had a I think Nestle Nestle Nesquik Nesquik I think maybe it was one of those brands but it literally is um a water jug on one side like mm-hmm. a water kettle on one side and then a pour over process on the other and it it does it automated like I mean it it, it yeah it I, I've seen it some of those I think they're kind of pricey they're like very pricey a couple hundred bucks they're very pricey like, whoa so, and and so if you're starting on your coffee journey and you want to, you know, how can I dial in my yeah. my what's the easiest and cheapest way if you're using a drip setup yep. currently, Aaron, to make better coffee? Well, I think we always lead off with the first thing is get fresh coffee. Mm-hmm. Like that that in my opinion is the 
easiest way to step your coffee game up. Yep. Um, so fresh bag of coffee, uh, ground accurately. So that's like a coarse grind. Yep, coarse so grind. Would you could you use the similar grind with a pour over and a drip coffee? Yes, you could. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then one thing that I would do, um, I would weigh out my water and weigh out my coffee. Okay. To find out whatever you're doing, um, you know, if you're doing four cups, five cups, whatever you're doing, just match the grinds to water ratio mm-hmm. that we talked about in multiple podcasts. We always talk about that, but. Um, and Except then one Chad, of the things, kind of guesses. yeah. <laughs> then one of the things that I would do is pre-wet the filter. Pre-wet, pre-wet the filter. And here's the reason why I, I've been recently doing this. You wash out any of the chemicals that were were in the filter, paper so, process in the paper process. Okay. And so um, what I do is I'll wet and I'll run quite a, probably too much water through mine. Like I'll completely fill up uh, my pour over setup and allow. A ton of water to go through it. Okay. Um. So, but that that's kind of like a a little. I want to be a little more snob. Yeah. Um. With that paper filter. Um. Uh. And so, I mean, Tyler, is there anything that you like? You would think to. Um. There, there are a few things in the drip process. You got to remember that that heating element is on the bottom. So, if your coffee's getting low. Don't let it stay on there forever. Yeah, don't do the uh, leave yeah. coffee from the morning and then go back at two in the afternoon and drink it. Right. It's been just sitting there just basically boiling boiling and melting mm-hmm. all day. So what Aaron's talking about, uh, probably the simplest, cheapest thing. Yeah. Let's say you've got a drip coffee maker at home. You're already you're just buying pre-ground coffee. Um, you Throw can go out. to Amazon.com <laughs> and you can get a a scale that will weigh out in grams for like 10 bucks or yep. less. And you can find a, a grinder probably in the $20 range. Now, is it a great one? No, but I mean, 20 to $30 yep. of investment. And I would challenge maybe you, some of the listeners who are still doing drip, take your existing coffee you've been using and get a better coffee Yeah, and do a side-by-side comparison, do a drip, do a pot of, your Folgers or whatever it is you're using or your Starbucks that you yep. bought at the grocery store yep, and, you know, get a, a fresher bag and see if that is a noticeable difference to you. Yeah. So I, I think, I think with, if you, if all you did was you said, Hey Aaron, I'm not going to, I don't want to buy a, you know, a $15 bag of coffee. Like I'm not going to do that. Like I'm going to buy my $9, two pound Maxwell jug. Mm-hmm. I would say if that's, if that's where you're at, and you want a better cup of coffee, at least weigh and, yeah. and get a good coffee to water ratio and, and then start there. Because honestly, like if you just buy a, a good bag of coffee and you are not, not paying attention to the ratio, mm-hmm. I mean, you're still going to get crap. It's either going to be under, like it's going to taste like water. It's going to taste really light or really strong, or it's going to be just really Tar. strong. And you can still get, I mean, there's people that like strong coffee. So sure. if we say an 18 to one ratio or a 16.5 to one, you may find out like 14 or 13 to one ratio is where you like it. Cause you like it, you know, a little more bite to it, a little more punch. And if that's what, if that's why you like it, great. Currently at this moment, I'm a strict 18 to one and I am sticking very. So let me ask you this yeah, real quick. Ethiopian is my, is my jam. Like you like that? Yes. Stuff. Um, is the ratio the same for drip versus pour over? Roll it generally. 
I, honestly, I can't answer that like like in full detail, but I use the same. I, it's okay. just, I mean, I've found that that's a great starting point. If it tastes bad, I'll, if it tastes bitter, I'll, you know, go with a large, uh, a little less coffee um, in that ratio. Um, but that's, I mean, that's normally how I do it is like, I'll at least start with the knowledge that I know and start with a 16.5 to one. Cause that's a, that to me is a solid starting point in any, in any coffee process. And then, oh, let me say this in a pour over drip uh, or, um, uh, French press is different, but that's where I, that's where I would start. And, um, yeah, and, and kind of go from there. And so, um, get a cheap scale, get yeah. fresh coffee, um, and try it. Yeah. Like, so for instance, this reminded me of the the beach. My brother-in-law was asking my father, how many scoops are you putting in there? He's like, oh, seven or eight. So let's say you're doing drip coffee mm-hmm. and you're making however many cups of coffee you're making. Yep. If you're using five scoops, yep. um, get your five scoops out and weigh that. See how many grams that right. is. And even if you don't want to be that accurate, say, okay, maybe this tastes a little too watery. You're going to add a sixth scoop. Yep. Um, find whatever ratio you enjoy. Yep. And if you want to be able to reproduce that, because again, we talked in earlier episodes, your scoop can vary. You right. know, one scoop can be eight grams of coffee. Another one could be 12. Mm-hmm. Find out what tastes good to you. And even if you only have a nine or $10, you know, cheap little scale, find out how many grams that is to how much water. Yep. So you can reproduce that and make an enjoyable cup consistently. Yeah. So, so one of the things that I have done is scooping and the density of coffee that is that is already ground can vary quite a bit. So if that makes sense coming in, the coffee that is ground, okay, once it's ground and you scoop it, the density of that in that scoop can can drastically change. You can pack it tighter or it can sure. be looser. Mm-hmm. But I found that beans it's a lot harder to get it to be all over the place. So if you were to weigh to scoop out your beans prior to grinding them, uh-huh. okay. you can get a much more accurate scoop. Now, I don't still recommend that, but like if you find out that, you know, one cup is one cup of beans is blah 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 grams, then then you can pr- pretty much replicate that because it's kind of harder. I mean, the bean variation is not you know that all over the place so it may change like one or two grams but it's not going to change a lot okay um and yes i know the coffee snobs like i'm hard on the numbers but if if you're wanting to replicate a process you could probably get a little bit better by not grinding the beans weighing the weighing the beans pre-ground mm-hmm. and you could probably be a little more accurate in your just automated like your non-weighing every morning process I don't recommend it. I'm not going to put my seal of approval on it, but you could do it if you if you it's wanted better to. Better than nothing, right? Yeah, I mean, it's better than nothing. But okay. Well, so we all got to start somewhere. Yeah, you got to start somewhere. And like I said, we've we've uh, enjoyed hearing from several of the listeners. Yeah. That um, you're starting your journey. So hopefully, this will this give you something to think about um, as far as drip. And another benefit I just thought about to drip, if you enjoy that, is that it's generally going to be a good bit cheaper as far sure. as if you go to a Starbucks and say, Hey, I want a, a large coffee. Mm-hmm. It's going to be what, maybe two bucks, something like that. Uh, I think a current cup of Starbucks is what? Two seventy nine. 
I, I really don't, I don't go, yeah. but I mean, it's, but that's definitely going to be cheaper than a latte or a pour over different things. So yeah, that's just one economical, um, yeah. And, and if that. you ever get a chance and you're at a coffee shop and you want to try, get a pour over and then get drip coffee and put them side by side. Sure. They, they should, it, depending on what bean is, is coming out of both of them, but it's a, it's a good, it's a good yeah. uh, taste to see if you don't have the equipment, you know, instead of making an investment, um, you have a drip machine, but you don't have pour over, go to a coffee shop, order both and um, see which one you like the best. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think that's good advice advice and that's a good starting point um so listeners hopefully this has helped a little bit um if you still have any questions or you know want to want us to cover something in more detail please reach out to us um we're on instagram at coffee snobs podcast you can email us at hello at coffee snobs.net um or however else you want to reach out to any of us individually but like I said, we uh, like hearing from you guys, and we want to, you know, record future episodes that are both fun for us, but also you know, useful for you guys. So please uh, reach out to us and let us know whether you thought this episode was trash or or helpful <laughs> or or whatever. Um, so look, also look in the show notes, uh, whatever method you use to listen to this podcast, and we will put a few links to. Just a very cheap, uh, but decent, maybe a scale yeah. grind or something like that that you can purchase from Amazon. We don't get anything out of that. There's no, no affiliate links or anything like that. But um, if you have any questions as far as type of equipment to buy, please reach out. And yeah, that's about it for now. So yeah, so real quick before we exit, uh, before we end, we got some really cool shows coming up. Really Absolutely. cool episodes. Uh, we have uh, been in talks with. Um, Sugar Creek Roaster, Sugar Creek Roaster, as well in... as Enderly. Okay, um, Tony at there, he runs it and and roast, and so he told us that he would talk with us. Okay, um, been connecting with a guy on social media. Aaron makes coffee. Aaron, super is it cool guy. A A R I N. Oh, it's A A R R O N. Makes coffee. A very very cool guy to follow. He makes some really really good coffee. And cool. gives really good advice in his Instagram stories. So if you get a chance, follow him. Um, and uh, yeah, we uh, got a lot of stuff in the yeah. works. Good. So we got some good interviews coming up. And uh, that's about it for now. Yep. So uh, signing off for now. My yep. name's Tyler again. If you uh, want to find me for whatever godforsaken reason <laughs> on social media, <laughs> um, my handle is Ty Dancy, T-Y-D-A-N-C-Y. And if you want to locate me, uh, you can find me at Area 51 here recently. No, I'm just kidding. Did you just storm that? (laughs) No. Uh, You can find me at A-A-R-O-N-B-E-A-V-E-R on the Instagram. And in his absence, I guess we'll... Yeah. You can... uh, It's it's actually what? Lock.net forward slash connect. I think is what he says. He's got like 17 ways to reach him. I don't know. know. His name's Chad. Or you can Instagram... You don't have many people named Lingafelt, like... What origin is that? Uh, Lock.net forward slash connect. Lock.doc. L-O-C. D-O-C. D-O-C. So drop the K. Yep. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening to episode seven. Uh, Until next time, we will see you again soon. Signing off. Adios.